Hello, everyone, and welcome to the WW3 podcast. My name is Will, and for this podcast, a new episode will come out every weekend and will have a different subject. Those subjects will range from my personal life, sports, college, and other topics that I feel y'all, the audience, may enjoy. So, for this week's episode, I'm going to be discussing um, online college tips and experience. Um, and this has kind of been based off of the trend of schools announcing they're going online for the first semester or a couple weeks and then waiting and then potentially going back. So I felt like this would be my chance to kind of talk about my experience for the couple weeks that I had it, you know, a couple months ago and then just kind of give some tips, um, and then after the experience, I'm going to talk about some tips I have for people um, that are going to go through this, uh, maybe not just online college, but online school, um, to where I think would be very important tips at this point. So um, let's go ahead and get right on into things. Alrighty, we're going to start with talking about my experience. And I'm going to start very general and say that with everything, the whole atmosphere, I just did not adjust well to to the whole experience. And so and I would say, I'm not going to speak for everyone, but I would say some other students did, didn't adjust well either. And one of the biggest things for me with this was just the not being able to get into much detail in certain classes. Like in my math class I was taking, I couldn't ask strictly, hey, what what was I doing wrong? Number one, because we weren't meeting synchronously. And two, that kind of, in my mind, was a huge detriment to me doing well in that class at, um, you know, at a certain level. And so... Just not having the things around me was tough, but the whole thought of there's no, I'm going to be in class or dealing with this class and not being able to ask multiple people around me, hey, how'd you get this? Or what'd you do? What do I need to do? Right. In in all that perspective. Now, in all reality, as long as it wasn't a test or, test or a quiz, and I'll get into this a little bit later with my tips, is, you know, I, you know, you could go to your parents. Like, say, hey, you know, can you just help me with this? It's not a quiz. It's not a test. It's, I just need a chance to understand. And it will be in, it's an interesting, interesting dynamic depending on what your parents know and what they don't know. It, it's just interesting to see. And maybe if they get frustrated, but I just, I myself am better, I think, in a classroom, not anything outside of that, if it's, if it's anything like this virtual learning experience that I had, I can't do it, I need to be in a classroom to understand anything, history, math, econ, uh, physics. I need to be in a physical classroom. I think. Well, not that I think. I know. But 
so that that's point number one that I want uh, with my experience. Point number two was having not having access to things I had before. Tutoring and textbooks being two of the ma- major ones. Three being peers, right? Let's talk about tutoring. I, I was going to tutoring for physics because I was struggling in the class already. And it was helping me out as time went along. And I was starting to really understand these things and hone in on what I needed to do, right? And what I really need to focus on in this class. But then that gets taken away from me. Yes, they had it virtually, but again, it's not the same as being in person. So I wasn't going to get as much effect out of that through WebEx or anything. So I had to pass on that. Well, not, it's not that I had to pass on it. I just knew that I don't learn well in this virtual setting. So it was just like, there's no point because I'm already struggling so much. I can't be struggling with tutoring as well. So, again, to still not having access to that was suckish. Textbooks. Textbooks, not having access to them for probably the first couple of days. You know, luckily my dad was going up to Harrisonburg one day and he said he would bring my textbooks back. I sent them, I sent him pictures and then he brought them back and it was, you know, it helped. You know, I would have to go through them sometimes if I didn't understand things. But when I didn't have them originally, I would go online to see what I had to do. So, and that was, that's complicated within itself because there's so many different websites or so many different people that say do it this way but yet you can do it another way right think of math like the perfect example is math you know you go online and you search up what's the square root of 766 like how do you figure that out and then one website goes through steps and says this is how you do it you put it in and it's wrong. What? You go to another website and they give you different way, a different way of doing it, and it's it makes very little sense, and it did not, it, it doesn't help at all. Looking up, looking up how to do things on the internet, and then the third thing with the peers, you know the, you know that that sucked too because you know you might have friends or you might have people in class to where. You could easily turn to and say, what do you say? Or can I see your notes? Or being like, how would you do that? Can you help me out? Not, you know, not being able to do that constantly. And to people of better knowledge, it, it, it really did take a toll. So, um, but that experience didn't help. And then... With those two things being considered of not adjusting well and not having access to things, three of my five classes got significantly harder. Econ, physics, but in the lecture form, and math. I had two other classes. I had music and physics lab. Those two were actually very easy online. And I'll explain that in my next point. But these other three classes got so much more harder. I talked about math, right, a little bit with looking things up. But also, 
not being able to say, hey, what did I do wrong? And then really getting the thorough explanation of what, what you might have done wrong. And seeing, oh, this is what I did. And just going and just watching things or, you know, watching videos and seeing it explained in that way, being like, okay, yeah. And then going through problems and being like, what the hell am I doing? Like, just kind of being lost. It, it didn't help. Econ. Again, like I said, I need to be in a physical classroom. And I was doing well when we were just in the classroom normally. Come going virtually, things just went down the drain. I just was not doing well in that class anymore because the focus wasn't there and I just wasn't understanding things when I was by myself. And then physics. Like, and I said I was going to tutoring, which meant I was already struggling and now not really having the tutoring experience that I was having before. Now it's just going to get even worse. And it, that just made virtual learning even more harder than it was, than it was already. So it was, it was a rough go for it with those classes. But with that being said, you, there was also a way of um, seeing how well or how poorly some professors planned, right? And this, and this is the perfect example of what I feel like if I was a professor, like maybe, or, or even a high school teacher, what I would do and what I wouldn't do. So I'm going to go through my classes, kind of what they did right now. And I'm going to start with my four well-planned professors. I'm going to start with the two easy ones, lab. Luckily with lab at this point, we only had two labs to go. And so what the, what the professor did was, hey, obviously we can't do experiments like we were doing, you know, in person. So what I'm just going to do is I'm going to send you links, give you instructions on what to do on these websites, give me the data, and then if you follow all the instructions, you'll get, you'll pat, you know, you'll get an essentially an A on the, on the assignment that goes along very easily knocked. Those were things you can knock out very easily. It it took maybe an hour to do each. Um, and I did them separately. Actually, I think the second one took a little bit longer, but still you could kind of knock them out pretty easily if you wanted to. And then music was just so simple, right? Art, you know, audio file of the professor reading what what they would have read in class, having the PowerPoints, having your note, having um, this note outline that you would usually get for, for in class. And then after that, you know, well, actually within that, you would have videos to watch of music or um, audio files to listen of the actual music. So... It was just cool within itself to see all that. Well, to go through that and easily one of the more interesting, one of my favorite classes I've ever taken outside of my major. It's not my favorite class that I've ever taken. I would say it's up there though. Um, but, you know, we also had to watch two documentaries when we went to virtual learning. One about Motown. And what about rap? Both very good, both awesome, and very cool to learn about with uh, 
in general um, from those things. So really nice tests were, um, and I'll talk about the tests and quizzes a little bit later, but tests were easy. It was great. It was fun. So econ, we met, and by the way, those two classes we, I just mentioned, you know, asynchronously, you know, not having, um, not using webcams. Math was also asynchronous, so you're not using webcams. So this professor, and this was very smart on their part of having modules on um, Canvas of going week by week and having a worksheet, no, my bad, a video, a worksheet, checking the worksheet, and then homework. And depending on the module or what, you know, what we need to be learning about, there maybe be three, four, um, at the most, three or four things, three or four worksheets um, or lectures within those res- respective modules. And then at the least, I know one, there was one, I think it was like an extra credit section. But it was very well planned out by the professor. I myself did not plan it very well to do what well, would have been two days of class of work and one day and sometimes do it again another day. And it's just, I want to get this stuff done, but also it might have been easier to attack things one by one, getting them done, understanding things a little bit better. I should have planned a little bit better for that class in all honesty, work-wise. Um, but planned very, very well. And then we jump to the one synchronous class that I thought was planned very well was econ. This professor sent notifications out of when we were meeting on, let's see, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays of when we'd be meeting the next day. So that was a Monday, Wednesday, Friday class. We'd be meeting when when we normally met, which would have been 9.05, which was great. I would lay in bed. My camera wouldn't be on. The, the professor's camera would only be, be on. So you could lay in bed or do whatever you wanted and take notes. And then what I did was I fell back asleep after the class because it would end at 9.55. It was a 50-minute class. It ends right usually at 9.55, and you go. But this professor also had worksheets and made sure there were things to do where we understood these situations. But again, as I mentioned earlier, didn't do well because I wasn't in person. But planned very well. Now we go to the one professor that I thought did not plan well. And this is where things kind of get interesting and where I think a lot of the people that I know that are teachers might not appreciate and might say, why in the hell would you do that? And even as a student, I was kind of questioning it, too. And it was my physics professor. And here's why. Number one, now this, is, this doesn't go into, and I think part of it was I didn't like this professor because, you know, in class, personally, he wasn't great necessarily at, at least in my mind, explaining things. And it might have been because he was using big, complicated, convoluted words that were just confusing the absolute hell out of me. Um, so 
it was it was um so I'm not gonna put the blame on him too much on that. It might have been me as well. Uh, so that's just something to throw out there. But I I did not like the professor in general. But then this starts happening of we're meeting synchronously. This is class that meets at eleven. So it's very easy to wake up for. Very easy. And I would be a I, I'm I'm somebody that stays up late. Right now I've been staying latest I've been staying up is two or three in the morning. It's not like I'm staying up four or five in the morning, but two, three in the morning, um, and then falling asleep, get up for the class, whatever. You know, that that would be the plan now. But even back then, you know, at that point, I would be up till 12, 1, or maybe even 2, fall asleep, and get ready, wake up, get ready for the class. This professor would send out notifications, like the econ professor, on Tuesday, on Mondays and Wednesdays of meeting the next day. So, he, uh, uh, the, uh, the, prof- the professor would send them out, not early, but late. 12 midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning. Maybe sometimes a little bit later, but to say, we're meeting on Tuesday, we're meeting on Thursday at 11. And for people to wake up to that or not, people wake up and say, well, I'm 20 minutes late to class. I'm not going to go. Whatever. And I don't know if, if, if this was because of the p- professor of doing that or because how the professor was in person and maybe at, at how they did not like him at all. I don't know what it was. Um... Or like the professor at all. Sorry. Um, they. People would start disappearing from classes. Because I would look at like who's in. Who's in the class. Like I did not know anybody in this class. Really at all. And so I would just kind of scroll through. Look at the names. But you know pretty early on. And as time went on. There would be. Wait. That person's gone. This person's gone. Like, people stopped showing up to this online class. And it was, it was kind of embarrassing to be one of very few students to show up into that class. I would say an average, um, normally, it seemed like maybe probably 10, 15 students would probably show up. We probably had a total of 20, maybe 19 people sh- show up. And we had way more than that in that class. I want to say maybe 30. Maybe 30, maybe... F- yeah, maybe 30-some, maybe 40-some. I'm not completely sure. Because the classroom would be v- fairly full um, when we were in person. But then this was nowhere close, usually, to what, uh, what would be the number of people in the classroom. So, But then the other thing, too, was class started at 11 which it usually did, but usually it runs an hour 15, those Tuesday, Thursday classes. So it go to about 12.15. This professor would run class till, oh, I don't know, sometimes 12.30, 12.40, sometimes maybe even 12.45. And my whole thing was, dude, 
end the class. Like, come on. Because it's not just seniors. For some people, it's the first class of the day, which it was for me. And luckily, with music, it wasn't synchronously. Because in reality, music, I had starting at 12.30, 15 minutes after the fact, after that class. Imagine if I did, and it, this guy was running into 12.30. I, have to sh- I would have to show up late. This was so annoying that I think that's another reason why people weren't showing up. But also, you have to consider, it's not just seniors. It's, it's people of all classes. Senior, junior, freshman, sophomore. And it's... I don't think he understood technically of some people are going to have synchronous classes at 1230 and he just ran over like it was no issue. So it it, it made me mad Um, because I was, I wanted to, at that time I was trying to run and I wouldn't run till like 1240 middle of the day. And it was just annoying as crap, man. Or I'd walk at one o'clock in the afternoon where it'd be easily one of the hottest points in the day. But I'll save that rant for if you want to talk about it in person. Um, but really, that's just kind of how my experience went. You know, ups and downs, more downs than ups. And it's, it was just, that, that's just how it went. And so, you know, obviously I've lived and learned from it. And now... Uh, now I want to give people who are getting ready to go through this or who are already going through it some tips that I have from my experience. Okay, tip number one. No distractions. In my room, I had a TV and, of course, my phone. So there would be s- some classes, some synchronous classes, to where... I might might have been paying more attention to the TV if it was on and sometimes looking at my phone and just not getting everything. And more and more, if things started to get more and more boring, I would turn to my phone or turn my attention to the TV and just kind of, it was more of a kind of an option I had of just enjoying what was going on in my room instead of really paying attention to the class which was really a dumb mistake to make and really something that no one else should do. So if you have a TV in your room or if you have a phone nearby, just put your phone away to where you can't get it or just turn the TV off. It's plain and simple. And if you're tempted, just don't do it. Hide the remote or something. (laughs) Tip number two, make sure... You, you take clear notes. My handwriting is not the best. And so that's something I wish I, wish I could have changed about my time in school. Not just college, but high school, middle school, like just in general. But along with that, make sure you're writing down everything that you think is important in every single th- manner, right? Word for word, what you think is important. Because if you put something of like, in regards to like an econ class of, 
where it where it says something. Well, let's say it's in regards to like supply, and it's like curve left. Well, why is the curve left? Like, or why does it move left? And that's all you have. You're not going to understand everything. Make sure that your notes give you exactly what you need to know. Be smart about it. Tip number three is ask questions. This is something I wish I could have, something I knew I should have done in virtual learning. I just never utilized it because I was an idiot. And I'll admit it. I should have asked questions and maybe understood things. Use the um, hand up emoji, uh, emoticon or emoji or reaction in WebEx or whatever you use for that in Zoom. Just make sure you ask questions. Maybe get some one-on-one time with, with professors if they offer virtual office hours. And just make sure you understand things. And that, that that's my biggest point of just enjoy it because well, enjoy it, but also make sure you do well enough. And if you're struggling, you know, ask questions, go to your professors. Which goes into my next tip of email professors. I did this way too late um, in the game because I was in a, a worry because there's a certain class where I needed a certain grade. And I was worried. I emailed the professor and the professor said, you know, don't worry. It reminded me of the situa- of what the situation would be. Um you know, about the scenario, and I felt a little bit better, and then we kind of talked about it, and it was, okay, whew, like, here we go. You know, there's kind of a relief there, um, because I eventually got that grade. So, there we go. Uh, But email professors, if you don't understand anything, or um, are having trouble, or just really need to say, hey, Um, are there any extra credit opportunities? Because I'm willing to do them. Next tip. When it comes to um, class in general, but also for tests and for quizzes, go into quiet and secluded areas to complete the work. I mean, again, you know, I'm, you know, I was cooped up in my room for the most part. Again, TV, phone. So if you're, there's always temptation to pay attention to the TV or pay attention to your phone in that, in that kind of realm of things. But my tip is now to my, to myself at that point and to other people that are either home or maybe that were able to stay on campus, go into quiet and secluded areas to make sure you get things done, you know, in a detail oriented manner. But also, just to make sure you're getting this stuff done right. And that t- ties into no distractions. But, and also not to get distracted by roommates or siblings or dogs or whatever. Um, so, that's just kind of a tip that should be that should be thrown out there all the time of quietness and secluded is important 
to getting work done right. Another tip, and this is for more if you're, well, no, even if you're still on campus, but even if you, but this is a lot for people who are at home, ask parents for help. Plain and simple. If you're struggling with something, I did this. As long as it's not tests and quizzes, ask your parents for help. Math, econ, anything that they might understand. Have them help you with worksheets or studying or anything like that. Because that will help you so much. Another tip I have here is take breaks. Don't cram thing. Don't cram two days of work into one day or cram work so much work into a day. Don't overwork yourself either. Don't work for 10, 12 hours straight. Take a break. Eat lunch. Go for a run. Work out. Go and give yourself a break from work. Because if you work too much, going to get stressed. Stress is going to think make things worse. And th- then things are just going to start crumbling. And no one wants to get stressed with work. So, take breaks and do whatever you can. Read a read a book, listen to music, uh play guitar, watch football games, whatever. Just take a nice break. Not too long, though. And that kind of goes into my last point. This applies to tests and quizzes, but also with your work in general. Don't take too much time. Because if you are going to decide, hey, I'm going to work on this thing right now. And then you end up taking, and it's just one problem. It's a homework with one problem or one question. It's taking you three hours or you're waiting to do it. Don't take too much time. Because then, and this ties into take a break. Because if you're doing something for so long and you're getting madder you know, you're getting mad and getting more mad and all that. Just don't take that much time. Take a break, de-stress, come back to it, and then attack it. That's just something that I think people should do. If you're struggling with it, take a break. But that's all I have for you today. Now... Next week, we're going to have a very interesting episode. I'm going to be starting a side series talking about conspiracy theories. This series will be going... A new conspiracy theory episode will be coming out every two weeks. So, this will come out next week. Then we'll go one week of something. And then the next week will be a conspiracy theory. So next week we start with the Mandela Effect, 
And I hope you all will enjoy that. But with that being said, I hope you all have a great weekend.